0: The news cycle these days can be relentless. Let us help you with that. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings, host of The Big Story, Canada's most interesting daily news podcast. Every day, we stop that news cycle in its tracks and examine one big story in depth something that matters to Canadians. You can find The Big Story every morning for free at Frequency Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Find your frequency. Hello, friend. Are you on lockdown right now? Did you think that you'd be, oh, I don't know, seeing people and touching people outside your own household by now? Oh, you poor naive soul. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that every level of government has failed you. And I'm sorry you're still stuck at home. And I'm even sorrier if you live alone. But here's the thing. If you are dreaming of the end of this pandemic so you can see all of the loved ones in your life, you're lucky. Yes, you. You're one of the lucky ones. Even before COVID-19 existed, we were living through the early stages of another devastating global phenomenon. That's right, the loneliness epidemic. So many people have no people, even when lockdown lifts. And if you know anything about capitalism, my friend, you know that an unfulfilled human need is just another place for the market to step in. So would you like to buy a friend, to sit on a patio or go shopping with you so they can tell you that, yes, that outfit looks amazing on you? Do you hunger for human touch so much that you pay for a hug? Do you want companionship at any price? Good news! You can buy all that and more. The loneliness industry is here to help you overcome your crippling isolation. For a few hours anyway, and for a few hundred dollars. And just wait. Soon, you will be able to buy yourself a robot friend. And what's more human than that? I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is The Big Story. Brian Bethune is a freelance journalist who dug into the loneliness epidemic for Maclean's. Hey, Brian. Hello, Jordan. Why don't we sort of start, because uh, I know we're going to probably talk about the pandemic uh, in a few minutes, but why don't we start before the pandemic ever happened? Loneliness has been on the rise for quite some time, yes?
1: Right. You could start at about 1800 if you wanted, according to some cultural historians. It's connected to increasing individualism. I mean, both sides of this is uh, we live alone a lot because the world forces us to but also because uh, we want out of our families, away from censorious neighbors. We try to walk down the middle.
0: Can we quantify um, in any way over the past few decades, maybe uh, just recently, how it's been rising?
1: Yes, you can, because people have been trying to track it since at least since the 80s. And you'll find uh, answers to uh, social sciences surveys where people... Keep giving a fewer number, a smaller number of people they can rely on and trust. Uh, it's down to pretty much one now, and a lot of it is um, marriage. My spouse, that's it. And when that breaks up, or if there isn't, doesn't exist at all, uh, there's more loneliness. Uh, there's an Angus Reid survey in Canada, perhaps two years ago, I can't quite remember now. In which you get a large number of people who would be say they were lonely and isolated uh and substantial numbers who would say they're isolated but not lonely lonely but not isolated those are the ones that really stick in your mind who are surrounded by people but yet feel apart. Those numbers have been increasing too. I was um almost catapulted into this topic by uh by a book I encountered called uh the Lonely Century by Noreen Hertz, who is a well-known British academic, sociologist and economist. It's one of those topics, you pick it up and you look at it and you go, yes, that is something that somebody should be looking at very deeply. And so um, let's see how good a job she's done. And I was fascinated by the ways and the events that drove her to it and um, the path she sent me into further research over.
0: Has it been increasing in any particular uh, demographic? I know, you know, anecdotally, uh, there's a lot out there about how, you know, men are worse at maintaining uh, close friendships and are are more likely to be lonely. But, you know, any demographic groups, who is getting hit with this?
1: It's doubling down on the elderly who have always spoken of it, just like suicide has always spoken, uh, spiked amongst the uh, elderly because they are lonely. Uh, But now there's more and more about people, uh, very young adults. Hertz started writing this book. One of the three things that prompted her was, uh, for the first time in 20 years of teaching, so many of her early 20s students were saying they had no idea how to function socially with the other ones and felt kind of isolated.
0: Where does that come from? I mean, uh, I'm assuming there's no simple answer. I'm tempted to blame the Internet. I know it doesn't always work that way.
1: No, there's no simple answer at all. I have this pet theory that I can convince no one of. I'll try it on you. Yes, please. Uh, and it has to do, I think, with the death of siblings. I've written a lot about, I'm 67. Um, my mother died at 98 just a couple years ago. And how she had five children who, even if they weren't around and one did more than the others, you could sort of count on looking After the elderly, in a way. Mm -hmm. Those five of us, and my wife has four siblings, so ten of us across this line, we have seven children. It's not a pyramid anymore. Mm. And I think the absence of siblings has done something about socialization. But nobody accepts this, or believes me, or has run a study on it.
0: As the current father of a single child, um, I don't really want to believe you, but I, I do see what you're getting at. And right. you know, when you mentioned at the very beginning um, that it's the rise in individualism, is that peaking uh, in our current era? It feels like it might be.
1: It is. It is the highest Western value: personal autonomy. Really, it's the thing that's yes, it is the thing that is behind uh, medically assisted dying. It's a driving force in us, even when we think maybe that's not doing us a lot of good. But essentially, the freedom to be ourselves not is is paramount. How does
0: that make us lonelier?
1: Well, the other side of that is uh, sometimes you can't live with other people, or you want to be uh, you want to be alone when you want to be alone. I myself have family or uh, with me a lot, and I could do with some more solitude. And when I am alone. I'm happy enough. But I know there'll be a time when that would be too much. But I mean, they're all back within the day. So it's not something I ever get to. But a lot of people just want to be left alone and then find they're too much alone.
0: What do we know about the actual impact of loneliness and isolation on humans? I mean that both physically and mentally. Like what does it do to us?
1: Physically, it's supposed to be brutal. Um, Fifteen cigarettes a day or worse. And if, in the lonely actually smoke more than other people. But it's, uh, it leads to all kinds of assaults on your immune system. Uh, you have a threat assessment going, according to a lot of psychologists, because you, you're not reliant on the people around you to protect you, because you don't feel there's anybody around you. So uh, that inflames immune systems a lot. Uh, it's bad on heart. Overall, very bad on your physical health. And we'll look at uh, the effect of the pandemic lockdowns. Again, we're being thrown into small groups, not getting out of them. And uh, domestic abuse of all sorts is spiking. Intimate partner violence, elder abuse, child abuse, all all the numbers are rising.
0: I'm glad you brought up the pandemic and isolation, because one of the things I wondered about reading your piece and some other stuff on this is... Is enforced isolation, uh, the same thing as feeling lonely as in you have no one that you can rely on by your definition, right? Like it's one thing to be uh, a single person living at home and you might not have seen or touched another person in months, but you do feel, say you have a sibling or your parents or, or whomever that, you know, could help you. Like, is there a line between, um, true isolation and true loneliness and, uh, the isolation brought on by circumstance
1: well the psychologists some of them like to draw a distinction between isolation which is a prosaic fact you can measure it and loneliness which is subjective emotional state but most people who see it as a wide-ranging social problem uh, socially economically culturally driven find that a distinction Without a difference. And people who have studied our online connections for 20 years now, there's no substitute for personal, for being there. We are physical beings.
0: Do governments recognize the scale of this problem? Uh, Especially coming out of the pandemic, do we know that they're working on this?
1: Well, they claim to. So whether they're doing anything, particularly uh, there's a minister of loneliness in Britain, for example. What they might be doing, I don't know, because it would be... um, Look at the fight during the pandemic between isolation for safety reason and keeping economies open and, you know, that whole split between lives and livelihood. Anything that upsets the economy greatly is just going to be allowed to carry on.
0: This is what you wrote your piece on. I'm glad we had this preamble because I think it's important to talk about uh, the loneliness epidemic in general, but you looked at something that has arisen in response to it? Maybe just start by defining the loneliness economy.
1: Well, it's, it's a phrase from Hertz's book that uh, fascinated me. What's going on? People see a need, a market demand for uh, if we're not being touched enough, if we don't have enough companionship, you can, um, you can buy cuddles. You can rent a friend. You can buy companions. And these companions will get more and more like people but won't be people because you can just turn them off, shut them down. They don't say annoying things. They have no demands of their own.
0: Describe for me, if you can, um, what renting a friend is like. You
1: spoke to a couple of people who do it. Yeah. You, um, you just, I, I don't know. I didn't get into it in details of what kind of interest you, you put down, um, When Hertz did it, of course, she said she wanted to see some lovely spots in Manhattan. She wanted to go to museums. She wanted to go to bookstores. So they sent her uh, an Ivy League grad. And they had a fine time. And Hertz thought she was really good. I mean, she being the rented friend, not too servile. Hmm. And uh, just a few times when she said uh, when they went in the clothing store, she said that everything hurts tried on look great on her. Like that was a bit much. Right <laughs> it was, wasn't quite friend, wasn't quite friendly enough. But uh, the rest of you know the times in the museum. Uh, I think she, the, the other woman, you know, has her art history credits and what they had a very fine
0: time. Well, what fascinates me about that is the question of, of whether or not. Um, it actually soothes loneliness if you know that this person is with you because you're paying for it. They're not really your friend.
1: That's right. You look better to the world, and that does matter. Uh, when Brittany, the friend, spoke about her, summed up her her clientele as um, overworked 30, 40-year-old professionals, sounds like a meritocracy problem to me, but uh, w- one of them had said to her was just, tired of showing up in a restaurant by yourself, you know, with a book, the sort of pitying looks from other people.
0: Is there anything, um, in past research maybe, or in stuff that's being done right now that could help us realize what this past year has done to us in terms of uh, isolation and loneliness, maybe even for people who are lucky enough to be to be living with one or two other people, but I feel like there's something
1: coming uh, like a reckoning we 're not quite prepared for. took the words right out of my mouth, yeah, we don 't really know no, I mean I think you're you're dead right there that uh there there will be a reckoning on this, so much hidden violence will will come out, I think, but uh, a reckoning is a good word for it we, we... So much of what we did was kind of like a fake companionship, go to the mall, whatever. Maybe a lot of that will change that really wasn't doing that much for me, for instance. Is there any
0: and I'm, you know, I'm just asking you to speculate because you've done a lot of reading and talking about this, but is there any solution to this as an epidemic that doesn't involve a large-scale change to the way we live and work because I feel like we've just been heading down the same path for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I don't think there is. Uh, Hertz is quite good on, because uh, I, I kept pushing her and the other people I spoke to. is It's not all bad in the sense that we want some distance, we want some autonomy, and then we regret, you know, there's this side and that side. It will take some kind of, certainly the big transnational corporations, the way everything is getting delivered now, the destruction of local communities by economics. Something needs to be done about that. We have to pour money into that, and we have to raise it from the people who are causing the trouble. But we all have to work a lot harder on things, on community. I was just reading an article the other day about amenities in condos um the higher end ones that will tend to keep people right there you have your pool there your park there your children's playground there's going to be even less community than there is now right well i mean
0: i will say as an adult parent um you realize during this h- how many of your your superficial uh or casual friendships are given to you almost by by your children's connection
1: yes so many good things or things we need to do for ourselves are woven into the way we live. What exercise I got before was just part of my life, walking to work, walking here. I do so much less of that now. And it's very hard for me to go do it for its own sake. And I think a lot of community is like that. We had community because we had to go out there and interact with all kinds of different people. And less and less do we have to. So now I'm wondering about how many people are going to go back to the office towers or want to go back to the office towers. At least half of them are desperate to get out of the house. But some will not want to go back to the commute and all the rest of it. Well, that's my last question is,
0: are we going to be more intentional about real connections um, in the wake of this? I think you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, where you say maybe, you know, we'll have less just, random friendships of convenience and make more of an effort. And, you know, I I wonder if we'll realize the value of that.
1: I would hope so. I would, uh, And we're going to have to, or we will drift back, I think, to worse than we were because we had a kind of cloak of not noticing over it. And now we won't be able to avoid feeling the hollowness of a lot of what we had.
0: Brian, thank you for taking the time for us today. You're welcome. That was Brian Bethune, a freelance journalist reporting on this topic for Maclean's. And that was The Big Story, and if you have nobody, I swear we're your friends. We're here every day. We love you. You can talk to us on Twitter at the Big Story FPN. You can write to us via email, the Big Story Podcast, all one word, all lowercase at rci.rogers.com. You can find us in any podcast player in Apple or Google or Stitcher or Spotify. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Thanks for listening. I hope you're okay. We'll talk tomorrow.
1: The The news cycle these days can be relentless.
0: Let us help you with that. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings, host of The Big Story, Canada's most interesting daily news podcast. Every day, we stop that news cycle in its tracks and examine one big story. In-depth, something that matters to Canadians. You can find The Big Story every morning for free at Frequency Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Find your frequency.